1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
0: We're back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It is a One Word Tuesday. It's so nice to be back in the studio and uh, on MSG after our little radio-only extravaganza yesterday at the Rick Martin Memorial.
1: I was going to say, did you dry off yet? Yeah, but I also... (laughs) Because Because we played, (laughs) people got to know this, how dedicated we were to the cause. Number one, we did our show, you were in the room inside, I was in the car, and then we got out in the rain, and met up with Joe Pinter and Tom Mecca, Joe Pinter, producer, and Tom Mecca, production assistant, I finally found out his his title. Important. Um, Important. Very. Tom Mecca, very important production assistant. Um, And they had already birdied one, and then we got to demo to number two and with birthday two, because of a great putt by you, Mr. Duff. It yeah. was awesome. And uh, then and that was it. I had no meaningful contradiction. By two o'clock, it was supposed to slow down. No more rain. At two o'clock, at two oh two, I swear not. I looked at my phone. It was two oh two. It was gray. It was coming sideways. It was windy. We couldn't even see the houses at the end of the fairway. <laughs> it was so wet that we got soaked.
0: Well. For a very brief period of time, I managed to shed 10 pounds late in the round. And how did I do that? I took my hat <laughs> off. I realized yes. how waterlogged it was <laughs> at that point. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, like I've got a terrible headache. Like
1: <laughs> from And it got so cover.
0: cold that you put a toque on, you put a I beanie did. on. I did, which is no surprise because everyone knows I run cold. However, the whole reason for doffing the cap here and promoting baldness is it baldness appreciation month? It might be. Anyway. Big day yesterday for the BMOH, which is the bald men of hockey, as we add another behind the bench in Ryan Huska in Calgary. Oh, yeah. So that adds to the list of Montgomery, Lalonde, Carberry, now Huska, along with Tockett and Tourney. So look out world, a lot of brains, a lot of bald brains behind the NHL benches these days. Huska
1: has the skinniest of, of cranium, though. He has a very narrow, very tight, tight, bald head, yeah. um, which is, we talked about it a little bit on the golf course yesterday. I thought it was a intriguing, did? yeah, because we couldn't remember if it was H-U-S-K-A or Hauska, like a house cat like Michael Hauser in Rochester. <laughs> so anyway, I find that it's an intriguing hire for the Calgary Flames because Hauska, but in certain way, it uh. is because he was Daryl uh, um, Sutter's assistant in, in Calgary, and then Maybe likes that way, likes the way that mm. Daryl was coaching and and but mm. at the same time, we can go back to our experience here in Buffalo with Ralph and Don Granado. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, literally, was Ralph on the, left, my yeah. Don Granado was like, We're gonna go this direction. We're not yeah. chasing in the defensive zone. We're mm-hmm. gonna open it up. We wanna create offense. So yeah. maybe that's the that was the sell in um the interview process for Ryan Huska is just to say. I know these guys. I know how frustrated frustrated they were last year. I was as a coach too. I want to open it up. I want to give Herbert Doe the freedom to go. I want to give everybody their chance. I almost feel like that sold the Calgary Flames on Huska and 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 reason why he got hired.
0: All right. Well, Bald is beautiful behind the bench, but it is completely unnecessary in the higher ranks. Therefore, the Flyers have added Patrick Sharp to the position of special advisor to hockey operations. One of the most yes. beautiful men in hockey will, in fact, be joining Danny Briere and Keith Jones' entourage.
1: And, and Danny Breer is rounding up his staff. He hired Alan McCauley as an assistant general manager.
0: Well, which... Alan has been there. For a long, long time. And Allen has been in the game even longer and was a terrific standout junior player. And then an exemplary. Well, juniors,
1: baby. He was my captain.
0: No, he wasn't. He was an
1: assistant. But yes.
0: Still to this day, one of my favorite as a player to talk to in the course of a season to learn the nuances of the the game and anything that that came to your mind. One of the most free-flowing And just incredibly articulate conversationalist I've ever come across as a player. And then, and then, you know, he was just someone that pursued. More schooling as he was playing, as it, you know, when it wrapped up. And 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 here he is today. It's a great opportunity for him in Philadelphia. So, so
1: here's the thing. Like when Kevin Adams got the job, right, he hired, uh, you know, people that he knows, like Jason Carmanos that he's worked with. And then he goes and finds people that he's comfortable with. That's what you do when you get those jobs. A coach will hire assistants that they feel comfortable with, that they've worked with before. So Danny Breer, um, funny enough, never played with Alan McCauley. Mm -hmm. Uh, other than at the World Juniors, I believe. I don't think they played in the AHL together. But at the World Juniors, I remember playing with them in the 97 World Juniors, and they had such a a chemistry together, right? And they knew each other a little bit. Danny is from the Gatineau region, right outside of Ottawa. Alan McCauley played there in junior, so they knew a little little bit of each other. But they continued always keeping in touch. And I feel Mm -hmm. like Danny wanted a smart person, a hockey person that could put in the work. And Alan McCall is that Patrick Sharp's a different thing because of the move by Keith Jones to go to, you know, president of hockey operation, it opened up a big hole, not only on the TV side, but as a a person that can be advising a little bit because they're so ingrained in the game. Mm -hmm. So um, I believe that, you know, Brian Boucher will do some, Scott Hartnell is going to do some, but Patrick Sharp will also do some TV slash advising on the hockey side. So that was a, Patrick Sharp was really good when he was on NBC Sport on TV, and then he went to Chicago and filled up a little spot over there.
0: He's going to do TV in this role?
1: Um, They're going to use him uh, on certain like when Brian Boucher can't be there or Scott Arnell can't do it. Like, I think he'll do like a couple of them just to bridge like this season, moving on, finding somebody more permanent for the job.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I would like it if you were utilizing him from his current position to offer insight from that position. I don't think it's the norm to have someone from your front office doing color or analysis on intermissions. It's not, or... it's, it's really not, <laughs> but, but look, Peng, I don't think the players would take kindly to that if that was the, you know, someone who's involved in decision making out there constantly evaluating you on a television basis. But
1: I actually if, like it in the way that I feel players are
0: sensitive, Marty. If you haven't players noticed. are very
1: sensitive, but you don't oh. have to go out and and be critical and and, and talk about things that are happening internally. But but I feel like guys like Darren Pank, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he was very involved with the St. Louis Blues and having these conversation advice a little bit. Dave Andrechuk, with the Tampa Bay Lightning has always been involved on the hockey side and the business side of the Lightning and does yeah. a lot of TV with them as well. But mm-hmm. he knows where the line is. He knows when he has to be TV and and explain and he knows when he's in the office and, and, and explain that too.
0: you. could correct me if I'm wrong. I think Andrechuk was more business and community relations sided as opposed to hockey operations sided. Yes. So that makes it much easier more, but I still
1: think that he's, yeah. he's advising right. When Iserman was hired, I'm pretty sure that there's a conversation with, with Dave Anderchuk and the irups and what's going on and who do we mm-hmm. hire. And he was advising in a lot of different things, hockey wise as well.
0: Yeah. Well, this just in: Iserman will not be guest appearing on the Red Wings broadcasts and in pre intermission or post based on his lack of availability to uh, Detroit media through the course of their season. It's a little shot there. Anyway, um,
1: he but never talks to them it's it's so bad. It, yeah,
0: yeah anyway um but bigger picture here big story obviously is um is michael Andlauer and yes. his imminent purchase of the ottawa senators division rival been a long time coming here with the you know after the passing of eugene melnick what would the family do with the ottawa senators franchise uh, how would it be positioned moving forward to continue to stay in Canada's capital region with the hope of having a new entertainment area built around a new arena in the downtown core mm-hmm. um and and Laura has long history in the game most recently a minority shareholder in the Montreal Canadiens um what do you make of this it's pending obviously NHL board of governors approval and will come in at a price tag of just under a billion dollars um What is your initial thought on this individual and what he may do that could impact the current senator's hockey operations?
1: Well, first of all, the Melnick family will retain 10%, so it's $950 million U.S. in a Canadian market, so due to the exchange rate, and it's uh, over a billion Canadian. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, Michael and Lauer also um, own the uh, Hamilton Bulldogs of the OHL, um, which he's been a big part of that franchise and their success. Um, so to me, first of all, it looks like, um, is familiarity with the NHL in the process? He was a very quiet, bitter, stayed under the radar, knows exactly how the NHL doesn't like somebody that goes out and rocks the boat and makes a lot of noise, right? Do the process, keep it in-house. That's why I felt it was really weird when the league loved how Ryan Reynolds went on Jimmy Fallon's show and talked about it. Like, they loved it because it was Ryan Reynolds, but if it was anybody else, it's like, no, we don't like it. Now, the Remington group pulled out, uh, and there was this guy named Steve Apostolopoulos, Um, he's another Toronto billionaire that had a bid over a billion dollar us, but did not like how there was too much back and forth and wanting and demands after the fact that he just said, I'm out. So two things with that, the league likes, uh, um, Steven Lauer and, and like that, he's been in the process before. Mm -hmm. And two, the price got lowered. The price got lowered to under a billion. Why? Because now you're running out of prospect buyers. And, you yeah. know, one group apparently didn't have the funds. They were looking to find more money. That was uh, my group. That was, well, you and I were scouting on the golf course yesterday, but it was raining, so nobody was there. Uh, but, yeah, so it, it dropped the price. I feel like everybody's talking about over a billion, over a billion, over a billion. It got to 950. Still a really good number it's for a me. a billion.
0: Call it a billion. And we'll call, it, call a billion. it a day.
1: Well, what's $50 million when you get to that point, right? Um, I've been famous to say, what's a half a million dollar when you talk about contracts? But what's $50 million when you get to like, that point? Like,
0: what's 50 minutes and penalties in the Stanley Cup final if it has no real impact on the game? It doesn't you know?
1: have any it's... impact. It doesn't matter. But yeah, well, so well, I think honestly, the though, Senators...
0: Like, because of the Canadians' connection and Ottawa being the bilingual region that it is, and the resignation expected and year-long in the making of Patrick Waugh with his Memorial Cup champion, Quebec Rampart, but seemingly, despite his resignation, no imminent opportunity in the NHL for him to return. Now, when you see a move like this, everybody starts churning again the name Patrick Waugh would seem to make sense if the new ownership is inclined to want to make changes to what has been Maybe a steady rebuild here in Ottawa. It's hard to say. It all depends on your level of patience and tolerance at a time like this in the division that you're in, which Buffalo knows all too well.
1: It was a really good team. They're going to be a good team moving forward. I feel like DJ Smith is a good coach. And as that team moving forward, Now uh, they got to deal with the DeBrinket situation and find a goalie and all of that. And they'll, but they got Chickren. They were aggressive. They. I don't think you want to bring a. And I'm going to call Patrick a junior coach right now, just because that's what he's been for. You know, the last seven years, either he wasn't coaching or he was the junior coach, right? Who do you know? that has this kind of rupture with an NHL franchise, the way Patrick left the Colorado Avalanche after three years, and that's back in 2016, Coach juniors, and now is expected to say, I want an NHL coaching job, right? Like, that's not how it works. Most coaches go from junior to the AHL, or they go assistant coaching job in the NHL, and they try to work their way there. There's not a junior coach, unless Patrick had gone back to juniors for two years. And after two years, I'd said, I want to get back to the NHL. Now you're, you're freshly removed from it, but he's right. seven years removed from his last gig in Colorado. And it didn't end well mm-hmm. that I'm thinking, who's going to give him the job, like prove your coaching, like you're coaching the juniors. It's like Quebec ramparts are like the London Knights, right there. They have all the resources. They have the money. They can, you know, kind of, Put a better product on the ice than a lot of other junior teams. Mm -hmm. Go and prove yourself in the American League or as an assistant in the NHL before you get an NHL coaching job. That's the way I look at Patrick.
0: Yeah, it's. uh, I mean, it will always be a name until he decides to just retire and gracefully exit the game in which he has won so much, both as a pro and obviously at the junior level. Quick timeout and uh, a fistful, two fists full of one-word answers to questions yet to be determined. It's all next on Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word